0: It's time for Fantasy Alarms Front Office Insights. The team preview today, the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, Well, let's say it. It's one of the more exciting teams actually coming up in the ranks. They've rebuilt this team uh, from the bottom to, well, to almost the top here right now. And uh, we got some great stuff that we want to share with everybody for fantasy purposes here. So let me bring in my man, the GM, Jim Bowden. Jim, the Orioles will start off with, I guess, how about their uh, their offseason? Um, did they
1: make improvements? Uh, minor improvements and kind of disappointed the Oriole fan base who was expecting a big splash in improvement. Uh, they did play on a lot of uh, second tier and third tier starting pitching, weren't able to land any really big names in free agency. They did sign Kyle Gibson, the former Philly, to a one-year $10 million deal. They got they brought back reliever Michael Givens, who used to be in Oriole, at one-year $5 million. And they signed second baseman Adam Frazier to a one-year $8 million deal. Really nothing that moves the needle for me in terms of fantasy um, or reality for that matter. They made a trade to get James McCann to give them a backup catcher, allow them to take their stud rookie catcher, Adley Rutschman, and give him days off when needed or let him DH so that uh, they got a good catcher in McCann. They also acquired Ryan O'Hearn in a deal from Kansas City for cash considerations, and they traded for left-handed starter Cole Irvin in a trade that sent Darrell Hernandez to Oakland. So those were the moves that they made in the offseason, but this is a team, Howard, building from within and doing it through the draft, doing it through development, doing it through international signings, and so really – to me, a little bit disappointing. They weren't able to add a big free agent or two to the young group they have coming. But perhaps next off season, uh, they'll make those moves that are necessary.
0: Yeah, I feel like I've, I'm not really sure. I mean, where where did you see like a bigger splash for them? Did you? I mean, I, I just I think because they're rebuilding or they've been building for so long, I didn't really expect them to do uh, anything too huge. Was there a was there a name rumored that I that I'm missing?
1: Yeah, I mean, look, we didn't think they would be able to play when Verlander and Rodon, the very best pitchers, but we did think that second tier, which they were very aggressive in trying to persuade, but that second tier that includes pitchers like Jamison Tyone, who ended up signing with the Chicago Cubs, they did try to make a run at that level starting pitcher and the best they could end up bringing home is Kyle Gibson. So I think they are a little disappointed that way, but you know, look, I don't think it's the end of the world. This team is about the prospects that are there. We saw them make a big move last year. I think they're going to be competitive again this year. I think they will be kind of a contender, maybe a pretender, but I think they're a year away from being really good. And um, I I think you'll see based on my conversation with GM, Mike Elias, the last time I talked to him, Sounds like he's going to be aggressive in promoting more of his prospects during the season. And we'll okay. get to that later in this segment when we talk about uh, the rookies and we talk about their farm system depth.
0: Sounds good. I'm excited. All right, let's start off. Let's go to the position players here. Let's go around the uh, the infield and see what we got. Adley Rutschman. Uh, I mean, how do you not love Adley Rutschman uh, with what he brings to the table? Ryan Mountcastle at first. Uh, They bring in the veteran Adam Frazier uh, at second base. I don't know if he's going to platoon with Ramon Urias in uh, in a lefty-righty situation there. Um, Gunnar Henderson, the hot rookie, everybody loves him. He's at third, and then Jorge Mateo, uh, the guy who steals a bunch of bases but never gets on base for some reason uh, over at short. From a fantasy perspective here, Jim, I know Rutschman and Henderson have to be uh high on your targets. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I, I look at
1: Rutschman, I got him second on my on my rankings for catchers only behind JT Romuto, but I, I would argue that Rutschman will be the best catcher for the next ten years in reality and fantasy. He he's he would be my number one guy. But for now, you gotta give it to Romuto. Just because, you know, this is a guy that did twenty twenty last year home runs and stolen bases. The only other catcher in baseball history to do that was Hall of Famer Pudge Rodriguez. So it's quite an accomplishment, and it means a lot in fantasy. So I, I'd, I'd probably go Roberto one, Rutschman two. Um, Gunnar Henderson probably going to start at shortstop with Urias at third, Frazier at second, Mountcastle at first. And then Mateo will play defensively at short, and then Hund- Henderson will move to third at times. But to your point, I think both Rutschman and Henderson will cover at the All-Star Game in Seattle this July. Like Both of them are studs. Um, I love both players. You know, when you talk, when we talk about Corbin Carroll and we talk about, uh, Jordan Walker, Gunnar Henderson's right with those guys. They're, they're the three best prospects in baseball right now. And so we got to make sure we understand how good, how good he is and what he can deliver to the table. Mel has power. If you need home runs, I like to do better because the batting average is low, but the home runs are real.
0: Right. Yeah. Agreed on that front there. Um, all right, let's talk in the outfield and actually the DH spot. So Austin Hayes in left, Cedric Mullins in center, uh, Anthony Santander over in right. Kyle Stowers is the uh, or is it Stowers? Is it Stowers or is it Stowers, Stowers. Jim? Stowers. 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 See, I should have just trusted my instincts there. Uh, Kyle Stowers looks like the uh, the the DH uh, from my uh, uh, left hand. Oh, left hand. He doesn't even have anybody to platoon with there, so. Looks like Stowers is going to be the starting DH. Well,
1: and and Richmond's going to DH some, and, and you're going to see Mountcastle DH some, and you're going to see Hayes DH some. They're going to rotate around a little bit there. You know, Mullins is the guy that I love. Uh, he's a year removed from 30 homers, 30 steals. Had a little bit of a dip last year in power, not in stolen bases. Good fantasy player. I think he bounces back. I think he has a really good year here. Um, I do like Santander. I do. Um, he's decent. Not one I'm going to overdraft, but... Mullins is a guy that I really, really like.
0: Well, I mean, who doesn't love a nice, strong power-speed combo? You got to take him early if you want him, but I think he's a, uh, yeah, just an absolute fantastic bat to get to. Um, Their depth in the, uh, you know, over here, I mean, I'm seeing guys like Franchi Cordero. um, I'm seeing Ryan McKenna. I mean, they really don't have a whole lot of depth. Uh, Should we talk their depth when we... uh, Talk about what's in the farm?
1: Yeah, I mean, because the depth on the bench isn't much, you know. James McCann, Ramon, Urias, and Ryan McKenna is really not worth our conversation. Should we
0: get to the rotation? Please. Kyle Gibson, Cole Irvin, Dean Creamer, Grayson Rodriguez, Tyler Wells. That looks like the potential starting five. You got Kyle Bradish and Austin Voth uh, and Mike Ballman as as possibilities uh, beyond that. Would you trust any of these guys?
1: Grayson Rodriguez is the best pitching prospect in baseball. He and Andrew Painter of the Phillies are the two very, very best that are out there. Rodriguez is going to develop into an ace. He's going to be one of the faces of the Orioles franchise and going to be one of the best starting pitchers. I mean, his ceiling is that of Garrett Cole. Like, it's that level. That's the stuff that you got. So, uh, I think it can be as early as opening day. I know Mike Elias... Is very aware of the rule that if you have Rookie of the Year, you get a first-round pick. They love those first-round picks in Baltimore. Elias went as far as to tell me he's rooting for him to make the team. Not only is he rooting for him, but he gets to the side if he makes the team. So all he's got to do is hold his own, and he'll be there opening day. So I'm a big fan of Grayson Rodriguez. I'll have shares of him. Uh, Probably won't have shares of anyone else. I know there are a lot of baseball people that like Irvin in that trade. But, you know, to me, more back-of-the-rotation innings kind of eater there. I do like John Means, who's on the injured list. He'll be back at some point during the season. I think he's he kind of like a sleeper coming off the injured list. I would take him late, late, late in drafts. Uh, yeah, he'll these, be undrafted he's in not some not coming leagues.
0: back till the second half is the last I saw.
1: That is correct. Yeah. And I would, I would take a chance at the end of a draft. You know, if if you're going to I I saw in some draft today in the 37th round someone took Jason Hayward. I would take John Means over Jason
0: Hayward for me. <laughs> John Means over Jason pretty much anybody over Jason Hayward. Yeah, in
1: that too. As but well. Means means in the second half of the year might be a guy. Okay. Uh, bull, bullpen you got Bautista, Perez, mm-hmm. Baker, Givens that we talked about.
0: Um Bautista gets the saves, power arm yeah, deal with a shoulder issue right now, so he's been uh he's been sitting out. Perez and Baker uh have been the the guys that you would expect to to share there. How confident are you in in drafting a Felix Bautista? I mean, I'm you know, when you when you look at how high closers are going, closers are definitely uh going pretty quickly this year. I think Bautista is right there at the um maybe like the top of the third tier, I would say. Yeah, I mean I I put him in the fourth tier myself.
1: Okay, all I don't right. like closers I hate closers you I know, know you you're do You're asking the wrong guy here okay, we're gonna, I'm, I'm okay what? if you want to reach for Dia, uh, Diaz or Classe But after that I'll take all those 8th inning guys and beat you
0: One day Jim There's going to be a closer out there That you're going to fall in love with that And I'm going to be here to When that you happens Every time you draft him yeah, okay. Um, I can't wait. I can't wait. Let's All get
1: right. to the farm system Let's get quick. to the farm system. Yeah, cause so it's exciting. <laughs> so we've got Rutschman Henderson, who both Howard and I think will be at the All-Star Game in Seattle. Like, we both love both of those guys, and if you can get them, grab them. But their farm system – oh, and Grayson Rodriguez, sorry. So those three guys are stars. Like, they're sh- star core. But their farm system is loaded, too. Colton Cowser, big hit again today. Um, Michael I said we're going to see him in the big leagues this year. Uh, Jordan Westberg, probably see him in the big leagues this year. There's another infielder. You know, they've got Adam Frazier kind of holding the fort down or Mateo oh, or well. Urias, but Westberg's not far behind. So you're going to see him in the same infield there with Gunnar Henderson at some point this year. Jackson Holliday is the number one pick overall in the draft last year. He's going to be a stud, 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 stud. Dynasty league only, because you're not going to see him in the big leagues this year. But Hessen Gerstadt will probably get to the big leagues. Another outfielder like Kowser. They got some outfielders that can hit. And then those are two of them right there in Kowser and Jurstad. Uh, and, and look, I like D.L. Hall. I just don't like him as a starter. I actually like him as a back-end reliever. So I'm not really sure what the, what the directions are for him right now. I'm not really sure what roadmap they've given him. Um, but certainly I like the arm a lot. As I said, I like it better in the pen, though, than starting. I'm not convinced he's going to be able to start.
0: Yeah, I, I think the last thing I saw in D.L. Hall was that they were looking to stretch him out in, you know for the start of the regular season, but uh, but kind of put those plans on the back burner, and I think they were kind of leaving him more in that Middle kind of a of a way there. Somebody who's not really going to interest you very much in fantasy. How about that? We could put it you know, the the final stamp on that. Right. Um, all right. So uh, talk to me here about uh, Mike Elias. If uh, I mean, listen, the Orioles last year. Uh, you know, I don't know if everybody realized it. They won eighty three games. I mean, yes, they finished fourth in the division, but they still won eighty three games. So it was a uh, better than five hundred season. I feel like the team looks better this year, Jim. Granted, it's a you know obviously you're, you're you're sitting behind the Yankees and the Jays and the Rays. It's a tough spot to be in here, but you know if uh, if if Elias sees that the Orioles are uh, are, are kind of nipping at the heels of that wild card, how aggressive would he be?
1: Well, I think I think. Mike Elias would be aggressive. I think the question we should ask is will John Angelos, the owner of the team, allow him to go out and get and spend some money here? And I don't know the answer to that. You know, we we heard a lot of noise from Mike Elias on what they were going to do this past offseason. Uh-huh. He said it multiple times that they were ready to play in free agency. They were ready they were ready to trade for some big contracts and they just never did. So I you know, I, I Talk is one thing. The walk is more important. I don't know what to expect. I know at last year's deadline, they were very aggressive. They made a lot of trades. They didn't trade to win. They trade for the future, right? When they traded Trey Mancini and and, uh, they traded Lopez to Minnesota. I mean, a lot of the trades were more about the future. Even though they were contending, they knew they weren't good enough yet. So I don't know what direction they go with the deadline, to be honest, Howard. I think it's tough to predict.
0: All right. Well, we can uh, we can cross that bridge when we get to it. As we wrap up our team preview here of the Baltimore Orioles, Jim, I ask you always for one fantasy sleeper, one fantasy bust from the team. Who do you got?
1: Yeah, my sleeper is Gunnar Henderson because I think he's even way better than where he's being drafted. I don't think people realize how good he can be. Um and then and then my bust is Kyle Gibson. I mean, they gave him one year, 10 million, and a lot of people are thinking of him as their number one opening day starter. I'm I'm looking at him as uh a fifth starter at very best. And for the Phillies, he couldn't, he wasn't even a fifth starter. He was in the bullpen in the postseason. I think he's going to
0: be a bust for them. Yeah, I've never been a big fan of Kyle Gibson either. All right. Well, there you go, folks. Uh, in the nutshell, the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, we always thank you for tuning in to Front Office Insights. That's what makes this Fantasy Alarm draft guide so good. Is you get all of these front office insights, you get all the work that we've got. Go to fantasyalarm.com and, uh, and get your copy, your free copy of the Fantasy Alarm MLB Draft Guide, uh, which also comes with the always coveted cheat sheet.